friends, guests, and adventurers of all ages. Tonight's show is for the brave, the fearless, and the dangerously curious. Witness feats of strength, daring acrobatics, and mystifying magic. Get ready to have the most astounding night of your life. Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Damon Glicker, and in this week's episode, well, it wasn't looking good for our PCs. They were doing okay, but they were in a very tight cave, and then suddenly, a absolutely gigantic monster showed up, and now they are in a lot of trouble. Will they get out of it? Will we be rolling up new PCs? I actually have a way to do that. You know, there are a lot of people in the circus. We can just have them play some of the other characters in the circus if they all die. But you're going to have to find out this week as to what happens to them. So those of you in the world of Pathfinder might know that there was a bit of a commotion this week because a very popular YouTuber at Taking 20 posted a video saying why I'm quitting Pathfinder because of this issue. And a lot of people put up response videos during the week, as well as myself. Well, I put up response texts on Reddit. And then, as of today, he posted his response to the responses, where he went into the numbers. He actually didn't go into what most of the responses were. Most of the responses were talking about PCs and GM tips and how to engage the players and how to change how the game is run and the writing of the adventure and stuff like that. He argues that it actually has to do with the math in his rebuttal of the rebuttals. So I am going to rebuttal his rebuttal of the rebuttals. That's right. We're that far into it. I go into it in great detail because pretty much everything he explains, I saw. I've experienced firsthand since 1977, I have seen pretty much everything there is to see in the world of D&D and Pathfinder. And what he explains, I saw 20 years ago. But rather than put that right here up in the front because it's about 30 minutes long, I have put it at the end of the podcast. And it's the same rebuttal for both podcasts. I put it at the end of this podcast as well as Agents of Edgewatch. So you don't have to listen to both. It's the same rebuttal on both. But I'm very curious to hear what you think of the rebuttal. And if you have any questions or comments, please let me know. I will probably explore this issue in more detail over the next coming weeks because, well, there's a lot to unpack here. But be on the lookout for that. Check it out after this adventure. And, well, I imagine this topic won't die for a long, long time. So with that, I'm not going to have a topic this week where I discuss things such as role-playing hints and tips and tricks and all that lovely stuff because I already do that for about half an hour at the end of this episode. So let's quickly get to show notes. So show notes this week, very exciting. If you go to our Discord channel, just go to discord.rollforcombat.com and you check out the RPG Superstar channel, you will see that I am posting some full-color images of the monsters. That's right. We're getting full color artwork in. It's very exciting, especially for those whose monsters we're illustrating. I'm not putting them all up, but I'm putting up a set amount. So be on the lookout for those. I'm going to continuously do that as more and more images come in. 
So far, I have about 20 images so far being done, and we need about 150. So it's a little slow going, but I hired a lot more illustrators. So hopefully, they will finish them all in time for PaizoCon, because that is what I'm aiming to have the book ready and done. The actual editing of the monsters is going great. About half of them have been professionally edited by Paizo Professionals, so you can check those out. And that's about it. You guys know all about uh, the Patreon, you know all about the Discord channel, and this is a long episode. Let's just get right to this week's episode where we pick up in the middle of combat from last week's episode and we find out, are they going to live? Are they going to die? Are they all going to run away? Who knows? Let's find out this week. So last we left off, you discovered a cave. And inside the cave, you found a little cubbyhole of some thief or vagabond or traveler. And you found some cool stuff. And you found a cool magic bag. And you found some cool yellow mold that exploded in Darius's face and made him all coffee and die. But he got healed. All coffee, and then no tea. He was healed, and then overhealed, and then triple healed, and then quadruple healed, and then IV healed, and 150 heal points later, he's finally okay. But at the same time, you managed to wake up some wolves, which didn't like that. And then you woke up a dire wolf who really didn't like that. And then the dire wolf was talking and asked for Kalkak to come on out and help him out. And you guys are like, eh, these wolves aren't so bad. Okay, the dire wolf is kind of big. The dire wolf is kind of a problem. Yeah, he's kind of a problem. And he's holding... Calcac's kind of a problem, too. And he's kind of... And he's holding uh, Alhara in its jaws. But Calcac... Oh, Calcac. Calcac is a big problem. <laughs> Calcac is... Let me give you a description of Mr. Calcac, shall I? Because you guys gave a little bit last time, but... Kalkek is enormous humanoid who has dark orange fur and an over large jaw that gives his entire face sort of a lopsided smile. He has a strange face that looks almost kind of almost like a goblin wolf in a weird way. And he's got enormously long arms he is probably 12 feet, 10 feet tall. He's kind of like stooping over, but that's okay because it looks like he can also go on all fours without much trouble. But one thing I do want to say that Darius noticed last week is that on his shoulder is the letters CM, which appears to be a brand. That was not the artist's initials. That is actually on Calcac. You see a brand on his shoulder that says cm so last thing is that he walked up went behind the direwolf because you guys are like in this really really bad choke point where darius and alhara are right next to each other and then riley and then the regular wolf and then the direwolf and then Calca like there's no room there's no room to go anywhere so with that regular wolf is going or does anyone have any comments before regular wolf who's about to die goes i like how you call it like a really bad like bottleneck for us, but really, I just see it creating a target-rich environment. Lauren Sig is playing Hap, the Starlight Sparrow, a human fire elementalist sorcerer. True, 
True. You know also something interesting with Fireball. They took out the whole thing. It's about about it being a bead that you have to fire and then hit a point. Because that used to come into play a lot, where it would hit something on its way to the point and then prematurely explode. I used to have that happen in D&D and Pathfinder all the time. But this is just, it appears. Like, it just, boom. Like, you just point there and it explodes. So that's all gone. I like it. Rob Tremarco is playing Darius Varus. Darius's Daring Destructions, a half-elf monk of the mountain style. I like it. Actually, it's not true. I hate it because I liked it when it would hit things and then go off like right in your face and blow up the whole party. But that's all gone. Yeah, it was yeah. the bazooka spell. Vanessa Hoskins is playing Alhara Varus, the amazingly agile Alhara, a half-elf gymnast swashbuckler. Exactly. So, Wolf, baby little Wolf, little Wolf is going to attack Alhar because Alhar is grabbed and flat-footed. Because why not? Why not? Come at me, wolf. Does a 28 hit your flat-footed AC? Yeah. Seven points of damage. Plus an extra four point for pack attack. Pack attack. Oh, the pack dire attack. wolf? The dire wolf wasn't adjacent to me, though. What's That's that? the regular wolf. That's oh. the regular wolf. I know. Oh, doesn't, um, doesn't have to have an ally adjacent. Two of its wolf's uh, allies are okay. Only one of its adjacent. No, one of them sorry. is Riley. Right, you're right. My you're right. Ally. There's too many wolves here. There's good There's wolves so and bad wolves. wolves. Okay, so you only, only sorry, only. I'm Alhara the Agile. I am not a wolf at all. Oh my god, there's so many wolves on this freaking map. It's like, and then Riley's a wolf too, with the same damn artwork. So it's so confusing. Okay, <laughs> you have uh, okay. So just regular, regular attack. So boom, Ooh. boom, uh, and question. then yes. Are they hungry like the wolf? They are hungry <laughs> like the wolf, and now they're knocking you down like the wolf. Hungry oh, I like really don't the like knockdown that. wolf. Gosh, I hate that. Okay. And then it knocks you down, and then the wolf says, Ooh, look at that. We're going to move out of the way, because... Nah, she's not. The wolf's just going to bite you, because it's not that smart. 21! Hits my flat foot in. Max damage. Eight points. All right, Acheron is up. Acheron can't really see anything. Save us, Acheron, with your Acheron magic. Acheron's in another cave. They're pretty much leaving. They they can see Hap and a little bit of Darius. They hear horrible sounds coming from the far corners of the cave, echoing throughout this chamber. But they're just like, damn, man. Given well, Acheron had been trying to get people to leave, but that's not happening. So Rob Pontius is playing Otteron, uncanny Otteron's cauldron of curious concoctions, a human witch of curses. Give a note to Chilagosh to send to the new you party. You started trying last turn. We okay. haven't even gone yet. But I'm, if you I'm trying, I'm getting eaten. So you move up a little. Uh, Darius had called out that they weren't leaving, so Otteron is moving back up next to Hap which also should give a good view of everything. Uh, Otteron is going to, after they move up, they extend their arms out as Raven's feathers uh, burst down, creating wings. And then Otteron brings their arms together, almost clasping their hands as the feathers go flying and surround Alhara, granting Alhara life boost. Oh, thank goodness. So that's fast healing six for four rounds. 
Remember, you also still have Spirit Link. And then I would like to use oh. a... Oh, gosh, I can't think. Um, I'm trying to study Kalkek to understand what they are. Recall knowledge? Is that what Thank that you. Is? Yes, thank you. Oh, okay. I was like, what is he doing? I don't know if we even can run away now that Kalkak's out. Like, that thing looks smart enough to chase us wow. and kill all of our people. Okay. Okay. Otron did really well, because this, this was a hard one. Otron barely was able to figure this out, but Otron knows that this is a greater Barghast. Not a regular one. A greater one. And they know, oh boy, might be time to leave. Because these things are phenomenal. They can speak common, goblin, abyssal. They are resistant to physical attacks. All physical attacks. Only magic will damage them. They're heavily resistant to fire. And they have enormous number of spells. Including blink... Dimension door, enlarge, invisibility. They can change their shape. They're, they are just dynamite. And most of them have weird mutations. And this one looks like with its enormous jaw, it probably, if it bites you, will do something terrible to you. Um, that's about it. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Otherwise, you know, I mean, you know, maybe it'll enlarge itself, turn invisible and dimension door and kill you. I mean, you know, it's not so bad. Okay. right? So, um, I think Atron sums that up quickly and, um, says we, we need to focus everything we have. And does Atron notice the CM? Yeah. Say so you noticed a little CM on its shoulder. Oh, you also know that they command wolves, and like now it's all kind of making sense. Like this is probably it's. And this explains why the wolves are listening to Kalkek. I assume you escaped from the celestial menagerie, eh? Ah, you say that to him, huh? Yep. In what? Um, I know they can speak common. Okay. So that's what I say, and Ataron would say they are no friend of ours. Okay. We will see what happens. Darius is up. What can I do to get Alhara ungrappled? Darius, this is your last round of six healing. Yes, that's right. So please add. And you now are no longer fast healing. Done. So is there some attempt I can make to pull her out of the bite? Or do I have to kind of like do an assist as a, uh, as a reaction? Yeah, I want to try and... Like wrench her from its jaws, like use my it's simple. athletics. You you could um, choose one creature, object, spell, hazard. Well, it has to be on you, but I would just say that if you're trying to help, it would just be a regular escape action, and then you would help, and maybe there's a slight increase since you. It's not you, but I would say you just do a regular escape, which in this case would be athletics. Athletics. Who grabbed you? Oh, the dire wolf grabbed you. I mean, not sure if that's eighteen. Enough. Um, let's see. Probably not. It being rolling up only a five. Probably not. Probably not. I don't think it does. I think nope. It's not even close. Is that one action? That is one action. I could hero point it, but I'm afraid to. 
you want to use up your one hero point for the day on an escape uh, no. check? But can I just help her again, or is that no? Yeah, oh, it's just. Right. I bet it's at. A, I bet it's an attack, so you get a minus. Oh, five. I get a minus five. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Escape artist is an attack. It's frustrating. <laughs> gotcha. All right, so I'll do it again. All right, so that's a twenty-one. 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 Mm. Oh. Oh, so unbelievably oh close. Oh my god. So ridiculously close. You almost got it. Almost. If only you rolled that the first time. But yeah, well. not quite. <laughs> uh, and then I will reserve a reaction to help Alhara do whatever she wants. You know what I mean? Like if she's going to attack. Or, I it's mean, readying is two actions. Two actions. Oh, today. then uh, one action left, you say. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh. hmm. Get the little one. I can't. You can't. He's too far away. I don't have any. Oh, range. yeah. If you had moved, I guess. Oh, well. well I, I can't move against the wall. Save no, yourselves. Me. Never. Uh, I will stay where I am, and that's it. It's over. You know, I mean, I can. I don't know. Make you an can, can use I make the an wall for cover. Check? You can battle oh. medicine, or I think I battle medicined her already. Last. Um, I don't think you did. I don't think you did. I know you battle medicined yourself. Oh, that's right. All right, yes. let's battle medicine and let's see how that goes. I actually have that down now, so I don't think you did either because I have. Also, don't forget, uh, reflection of life. Everyone has that oh, new ability. Right. I'm just gonna add that to my notes, which I started today. Um, it's a two-action thing, so I've already done two things. Two so I will uh, assurance battle medicine Alhara two d eight for yourself. Would you like me to roll it? Or would you like to roll it? No, it's your ability. You roll it. Oh, okay, but so nine hit points. There More you go. than I had before. Thanks. Yeah, huh. gonna you're gonna need it. You know why? Uh huh. Dire wolf's turn. Direwolf. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know what it gets to do? It gets to do my new favorite thing. It's called worry. I don't know why it's called worry. W O R R Y? Yes. The yeah. Direwolf fiercely shakes the grabbed creature with its teeth. It's like a chew toy. And just goes back and forth and ripping you to shreds. Give me a fortitude save. I don't want to. I'm scared. Come on, chew toy. Ooh, rolled a 16 for 27 total. Wow, you made the save, so I only take half. Oh, thank damage. gosh. Look at that. You were complaining. 1d10 plus 2. Six oh, points. I thought you it was going to be way worse. Three points of damage. No, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be way worse. It. That's all it is. A whopping three. Big effing deal. I mean, but that was only one action. It's got two more. True. I think it's automatic. It doesn't say I can't do it every round. It I mean, if it's one action and it doesn't have any, like, frequency listed, then yeah, I could just spend all three actions worrying and just shaking me back and forth. I'm looking. I'm like, I don't see anything that doesn't... I mean, Dan will lose a grab afterwards, but... Let's keep worrying you. Come on, Chew Toy. Give me another fortitude save. Oh, gosh. Ooh, even better. 30. Haha. <laughs> 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 nice. 
Well, that's a critical success. So, <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Like, somehow it loses its grip on you and it doesn't actually give you any damage. Yeah, so, my dog does that sometimes. She starts shaking. It got too excited. Yeah. Too excited. All it right, loses but, its grip? N- yeah, but it's still, it's not dropping you. It still will do it one more time. Oh, so I'm still grabbed. I thought no, you were going to lose grip like I'm not grabbed. Oh. No, no. But still, no, I, I imagine that like Alhara is really good at the iron axe beak, you know, and so she's employing those sort of maneuvers to like stay in its jaw without getting raked around too much. Okay, one more. Oh, jeez. Uh, this time I rolled not great. 11 uh, for a total of 22. Still make it. Oh my god, you take two points of damage. That so was significantly th- less horrible than I thought it would be. It was worrying. <laughs> That's why they call it worry. It makes you worry, but in reality, you really shouldn't worry. And then it drops. Its Damn it, Lauren. You. Now Uh-oh. Alhara is up. And you're like, that wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. But you're on the ground and you're not grappled anymore. Let, let's let go let you go well that is that is handy well the first thing i'm going to do before anything else i get six points back from this regeneration from this fast healing is that right six from fast healing and two from the spirit link while i take two damage that sounds awesome so with eight more hit points alhara is starting to feel a little better as like this healing energy continues to pulse through her keeping her alive uh, the first thing she's going to do is swing her bow staff around to this very worried dire elf and it should be worried uh, and try to hit it with the bow staff. Uh, oh, I, have, mm, I meant to stand, but I forgot to say that, so I guess I didn't. So well, I'm no, you can th- do it the other way. You can say you stand. So the first thing she's going to do is stand up. Okay. And uh, so she kicks her feet up in the air, lands on them, and as she's sort of coming down, she brings her bow staff overhead, 31 to hit on the dire wolf. Well, it does have soft cover. So let's see what's it its does. AC. Yes, still crit. Yeah. All right, eleven points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, she no, you credit, 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 fourteen, fourteen points of damage. Fourteen points. Holy cow! Okay, That's the direwolf awesome. does not look very good. Uh, I want to take care of this other little wolf. Uh, she's gonna like use her last remaining action. You know, she's feeling good. She's got all this healing magic on her. She's she hit that one real hard. I want to take the big one down. The little one I'm not as worried about. Uh, so I'm going to use my last action with a second bow staff attack. She's feeling cocky. Do it. This reach is hopefully coming in handy. Only 17, though, to hit this time. Uh, the dire wolf? The dire wolf, yeah. That misses. <sighs> I was really hoping to finish it off. It looks like it's, it's pretty beat up, but oh well. Maybe Hap can save the day. I've got and some neat stuff. You're done. I think I'm gonna do. All right, I'm going to spend two actions. Uh, let's see. I haven't. I actually forgot about. I should figure out thematically how this spell's gonna work. I'm gonna cast haste, and I'm gonna cast it on Riley. Uh, so I guess like when when you initially just what? Okay. No, go right ahead. Cast That's haste. You're shaking your head at me. <laughs> When you initially described like him, fireballs right there. Yeah, but the greater Vargas is super resistant to fire, so why would I? But the two wolves aren't. I mean, they're. You know what? The two. I'm doing this. No one's super resistant to a billion d6. Yeah. So like, you described it as like having like you know patches of like demonic energy coming through the fur. 
I'm just gonna say those glow warmly, like the way my magic has. So I kind of transfuse some of my magic into Riley. And then he's gonna start attacking. So let me do a Jaws attack. So you spend two actions to cast Haste, and then one action to command Riley. Yes, that's what I'm gonna do. Alright, so I'm gonna start by attacking um, the big one. Okay, uh, 17. That ain't gonna do it, is it? Nope, you miss. Uh, let's keep attacking the... Eh, we'll, we'll put one on the little one now. We'll... Oh my gosh. I forgot to even give that a minus, so that's just a super miss. And yes. then and then with Riley's last action, which has to be used for stride or strike, Riley's gonna move back to me. Because next turn I'm gonna give him Magic Fang. Oh no. Wow, that's it. Okay, Kalakek is up. I'm setting up. To, you know, that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm setting my build up. Okay, that's what you call it. Anyhow, Kalakek sees you and sees Atron and says, "I will not go back to the menagerie. You can't have me." And well, then, not from there. Oh, well, that's what he he doesn't believe you. So they, uh, the Kalika casts a spell. Let's see, what is he gonna cast? Oh, he's got so many. So many. So he starts blinking in and out of existence, and he's really, really hard to see. And you realize that ain't good. It looks like it's some spell where he is going back and forth between the material and ethereal plane. So he's really hard to see now. And then he will move there. Oh no. But then something weird happens. He ends up over there. Oh, what? (laughs) There's there's disadvantages to what he just did. Oh, I see. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> he he reappears now 10 feet to the southeast and you're like what just happened actually he's, he's right where he started actually okay now the wolf's up wait hold wolf on is, yeah so he can he spent two actions he cast a spell on himself yes then he walks up a bit and immediately yes. appears back where he started from yes all right yep that is exactly what happens it looks like he randomly blinked back where he was. He vanished and reappeared there. Isn't that cool? I wonder what that could be. Wolf's up. Attacks Alhara. 16. Miss. Suck it, Wolf. 21. Also a miss. That was a minus 5, no less. Yeah, that was Eh. a good roll. One more time, Wolf. Ha ha. Critical miss, and I will take this opportunity to repost with opportune repost. Love this reaction. 18 to hit the little wolf. You know, the wolf wasn't really trying to hurt you. It was trying to give you... I mean, it tried to play me three times in a row. I think it was trying to Swashbuckler's really good at killing mooks. I love it. You know what else is good at killing mooks? Fireball. Yeah, well, you know, it's just a mook, so I wouldn't worry about it. It's It's such a baby mook, too. Atron's up. I'll take it. Atron extends their arms as before. Black feathered wings growing. And as they bring their arms together, the feathers fly off and surround Darius. 
reestablishing the oh, life boost on Darius. We're being boosted! There Are we you go. out of there level three spells? You must be out of level three spells by now. You talking to me? Yeah. I haven't cast any. What is, what's life boost? Focus spells, right? Focus. How many focus points have you used? Now I've used three, so I'm out. Okay. Don't you only have two, though? But then you Yes, but I one? used Chila Gosha's familiar focus to get me one point back last week. Okay. So clever. So Darius gets fast healing. And then I am going to... Ataran raises their hand and kind of claws their fingers and then, you know, spreads out the fingers so they look like five pointed like a bit like a crown as they chant spiritualish fegivir and a uh, strange like floating uh, violet energy forms into spiritual weapon of a dagger and will attack the dire wolf yeah yeah for a 29 Ooh, wow that's a tremendous number I'm feeling really good about this the dire wolf. The dire wolf for yep. a whopping five points of damage. Aw. 29. 29's uh, not a crit. Dang. No, it's not a crit. Oh, well. He a big boy. Oh, well. Oh, five actually, it is five a damage. Five. Actually, uh -huh. it's a crit. Well, it doesn't it is? matter. Yeah, it still would have. It, it's only had three hit points left. Oh, ha-ha. Uh -huh. <laughs> fine, fine, And that's the end fine. of my turn. All you did is just make it easier for Kalakek. What you going to do, Darius? Um, if we're trying to talk it down, I will do that. Let me first heal, because I'm going to take this on the face, probably, when I fail. And I can only go up to, like, 58, because the the mold... Oh, no. Uh, yeah, is it a Knight's Rest that removes the max hit point restriction from the drain or whatever? Uh, no, it's immediate. Yeah, oh, I think okay. he said your drained went away. Uh, okay, your drained so then, went away. Then healing can happen. Okay. Yes. All right. So um, now I can't stack regenerations, right? I can't do the healing thing. Depends that, on the type. I doubt fast healing stacks. Yeah. Depends on the type. What are you trying to do? The, no, the, if I if I activate reflection of life, and have Ataran's life heal on me. No. It's fast healing. Fast healing, so, fast healing. Right. It's not like fast, fast healing. healing is, I don't think fast versus, healing stacks. Yeah. Does anything stack in Pathfinder second? Uh, oh, no. bonuses. Well, damage. Unknown. Yeah, damage, damage stacks. stacks. Well, no, think about it. The only thing that I know that stacks is Flurry of Blows, and that's it. And that's not a stack. That is, it continues. So for huh? overcoming, like, damage reduction and stuff. So, um... I don't think anything stacks in Pathfinder. Now I think about different it. types of persistent damage. Yes, but that's not stacked. Those are literally different types. So, oh, 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 oh I know. I know the answer to this one. Okay. Kobolds in a trench coat. <laughs> there you go. They could stack. Um, I will step forward with my hands up, but defensive. You mm -hmm. know. We'll see how close you get. How close? Where are you going? Step a little closer. Okay, and I'll and I'll say, we despise Madame Dusklight. We left her circus to form our own. We would never send you back there, to that woman, to that torture. Mm -hmm. Give me the Can diplomacy. I make a diplomacy check. Sure. Do you have quick diplomacy or anything fun like that? Uh, I'm 
I have something. I have Hobnobber. Yeah, something. Let's gather information. Let's gather information. Yeah, that's right. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Quick diplomacy, legendary feat 24. 24. It's not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. What else are you going to do? Um, and ready in action to. Can I ready in action to flurry of blows? Yes. It's one action. I'll do that. If, ready in action. If it tries to attack, I will. And I'm in range, I will strike it twice. Okay. Can I ask something real quick? How hard is that? Yeah. Since uh, since I was one of the caretakers of the animals, do we remember each other? Do I remember this guy? Does he remember You've never me? seen this guy ever before in your oh, life. Oh, good. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so Ahara's up. Um, seeing her brother make such a, a statement and movement of, of bravery, uh, she's going to do similar. Did you regain eight? I will. And I will take two. All right, before I do anything, I'll regain it hit points. Uh, she's also going to move up, not not adjacent to this beast, uh, but closer, uh, definitely within range of her bow staff, uh, holding it in front of her uh, and start f- flurrying it back and forth across her. She's going to parry with it, and then she'll say, Listen to reason. We can all live through this day. We hate Mistress Dusklight, and we don't care that you're here as long as you leave our circus alone. And I'll do my best at diplomacy. Haha, I rolled a 12 for a 1. Roll a 13. A 12 (laughs) plus 1 for a 13. Good job. Woohoo! I suck at this skill. Alright, we'll see what happens. Hap is up. Hap and Riley are going to delay until after Kalkek go. Hold on, boy. I want to see what happens first. Kalkek sees both of you and says... And it seems to be kind of... A little chaotic, a little crazy, and says, You must leave. This is my place. I will not stand for interlopers. And with that... No, no, we're outer lopers. He steps forward. And he gra- mm-hmm. His arms are up and big. Oh, and no. it looks like he's about to do something terrible to all of you. We'll see. It's waiting, though. It seems to be trying to intimidate you, but you're on its land. That's what you know. It doesn't want you here. Hap is up. Um, I'm going to delay again. <laughs> uh, this time until after Alhara goes. So basically, I ended up wasting a whole turn, but that's fine. I don't want to make the wrong move in this case. Atron's up. And it's still blinking uh, all over the place. It's sort of like, in fact... Sort of an issue. Hmm. It ends up, it ends up while it's talking, moves up and then literally appears and reappears a little bit south, like where Alhara is. This thing, it's very hard to see. It's like mm-hmm. displacing all over the place and randomly uh, teleporting to different locations. Atron's up. It didn't outright attack you, but it looks like it's about ready to like rip into all of you very quickly. Well, it didn't when it had the chance. Now, uh, it's just trying to stare you down. This thing is enormous. Atron will continue to sustain the spiritual weapon, but won't attack with it. Um, and will say um, an attempt at diplomacy. I was not part of the Celestial Menagerie, but my friends here, they have told me about its horrors and terrors. 
They are speaking true, and we would protect you from their machinations should they come near. We we do not mean harm. And I will roll a diplomacy. 18. Roll the 7. Darius is up. I'll try. I'll put my arms down lower. We can. We're going to be outside nearby with our circus setting up. Can we work with you, give you food and help when you need it? If you do not attack any of our band or anyone who might walk by, if anyone tries to hurt you, then that's on them, but they would never get past us. We do not want to fight you. If you want to stay here, that's fine. Absolutely fine. We would give you food if you need it and help and water. We just do not want to come into conflict or we don't want to fight you or have anyone get hurt. All right. Elhara, you're up. She, she's not as good with the words as she has demonstrated last turn. She'll continue to parry with her bow staff uh, and she is going to step twice back out of the cave. Nine and again, my other two actions are readying. If he attacks, I'll flurry. You know those little steps you took, Ahara, very carefully leaving? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? It's not like it has a million... Oh, maybe it... Hap is up! It's scary. Um, alright, I saw what happened, and... Can I gauge any kind of change over the visage of Kalkak? Give me an intelligence roll that you don't want to fail. In fact, you want to roll... As high as humanly possible for this one. Oh. Uh, that's your main stat, right? Yeah. No. You're an intelligence-based character? Mm, okay. That's right. No, no, you're good. Okay. Just click on your int yep. and we'll see what comes up. You never thought I'd say that before, huh? I never know what to expect with you. Uh, death. Hey. Horrible screaming Holy death. crap. That's so good. 18. You rolled an 18. Yeah, That's pretty right? good. Wow. Okay. Hap remembers something. Uh-oh. Hap remembers. And the only reason Hap remembers is because she used to hang out with her father. And in the sideshow, there was a feature called the Grinning Goblin. And it was basically a goblin that had the same brand and a similar grin as this thing. And he was part of the sideshow. And he was always sort of in a stupor, almost as if he was drugged out of his mind or just really relaxed or put under a spell and people used to just, just go and gawk at him because he was not just a goblin but like a really weird goblin with this really big grin and you look at him and you go you know what he looks just like that guy how was uh how was my dad did he was he good to him did dad yeah. abuse him no no your dad was fine to him okay wait you you're the Grinning Goblin. I didn't recognize you because Mistress Dustlight kept you in such a haze. It's me. It's Hap. I'm the professor's daughter. Okay. Give me diplomacy. Okay. Luckily, I'm actually good at diplomacy. I might hero point this if it's bad. I rolled a natural one. one. We're going to hero point it. Oh, my God. Hero We're going to hero point it. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. I mean... I, I, these kinds of roles are more important to me than like if I don't save it, I'll die. Oh no, you like, want to hear a point? You're you're close. Yeah. You're getting. You might be thing. coming through. You might be getting through. Oh, oh. <laughs> get it. From a one to a seventeen, that's awesome. That's that's a hero. Wow, point. that's a hero point. Kalakek, who 
it's hard to see his features because it's dim in here and it's blinking back and forth and in and out. And it sort of looks at you, Hap, and says, You were that little girl. You weren't so bad to me. Why are you here? I'm not going back. I'll kill every one of you before I go back. I don't care if I die in the process. I'll kill you all. Are we talking in turn order, or are we just talking to him now? We're still in turns. Okay, okay. And with that, he casts a spell. Oh, boy. He appears there. He blinks in and out. And he also... He reappears there. So he is south of Acheron, Hap, and Riley right now. So he just, like, blinks Blink through the wall. He, he's got a lot of... You know yeah. they have things like Dimension Door, Blink, Levitate, Invisibility. They have a lot of movement. This thing can just get around very easily. You're thinking it's using all these spells. Atron, you're right next to it. What do you do? Uh, Atron will continue to concentrate as the spiritual dagger floats over Atron's shoulder. And Atron will, like, narrow, almost glaring now at Kalkek, who's right before them. Are you trying to box us in, or do you want to talk? We do not want to take you back there. We want nothing to do with the Celestial Menagerie. Uh, that's kind of it. Darius, it just ran away from you. You're like, damn it! This, this <laughs> might be kind of it. You're right. I'll move back so I can see it. <laughs> I have You're an like, idea. You were like, hey, I got you. I got... Oh, where'd he go? Crap. And it's so fast, there's no reactions either. You done? Are you just hanging out there? Uh, no. Um, can I... Can I fit in the square in front of Riley? Yeah, you could fit there. Also, you guys are forgetting all your healings. Don't forget. No, I've been oh, healing. Yeah, those. Oh, you've been healing? Okay. Yeah, yeah you regained six this yeah. round. Okay. Uh, I will I will come up to it and um, let me see. Do I have any... I don't have any anything from the circus, the old circus on me. Do I, re I don't remember this creature now that Hap... You remember it. Or... You remember it. It's like... I'm Darius. Darius you Varus. You all my remember it. Yeah. My father was also a Varus. My sister is Alhara. We were there too. We were abused. We escaped. I'm glad you did too. We would never take you back there and you will never go back there. No one will take you back there. I love this. Rob is so good when he gets when he gets in. Uh, I, I say to him, what can we I am I'm, I'm Darius Varus. This is my sister Alhara Varus. My father also was a member of the circus he was we remember you do you remember us you might not because Madame Dusklight kept you captured but we would never let you get taken back we don't want to go back we would never do such a thing what can I do to convince you to keep everyone peaceful what do you want do you just want to live here in solitude we can arrange that as long as you hurt no one none of us None of the townsfolk, then we can all live in peace. Kumbaya. Yeah, I'm totally. I mean, if I, if I, if I could play a, 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 a acoustic guitar, I would. Laugh oh it up, gosh. Steve, but I got something interesting coming up. It's going to be neat. 
It is all hard to do. All, oh, okay. Two actions oh, to reserve an attack if he goes crazy. She's she's tense. She's trying to go with the flow of the situation. She doesn't want to mess it up. She knows she sort of fumbles over her words, and she felt like she didn't really help earlier. So, she's going to continue to uh, to keep her parry up and uh, and ready in action uh, to attack this thing with her bow staff if it if it decides to attack them back. She's you just, could just she's delay just after prepared. it goes. Uh, yeah, but I'd like to ha- keep my AC up by one. Okay. Reminder to gain eight hit points, and I take Thank two you, damage. Yes. All right, Hap. What is your kumbaya moment? I want to hear this one. Okay, Kalkik, I get it. Like, humans are real awful to you, and we all look like humans. And some of us are humans. But if you won't take it from us, li- well, listen to Riley. He he wasn't even there, and he can tell you about us. Riley. And I still have speak with the animals up, so Riley, go on, buddy. Tell them how good we are. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, pr- that's pretty That's pretty smart. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Especially since he's a wolf. It's pretty uh-huh. good. A wolf that we saved rather than kill. All right. Yeah, yeah. I will say, Calcac. Oh, you're not going to do Riley for us? And Riley have a little conversation. And... They go through everything that occurred. Unless do you want to, you would do Riley. I don't do Riley. You can be Riley. Rap is a nice Rami. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. Or or Darius can be. No, I mean, I Rob can be, be Riley. Riley. Rob, who wants to be? I'm not going to be Riley. I can't. I, think I don't Hap like it. Needs, Hap I don't, needs to speak for Riley. I'm not so. I don't. I like refuse that. to be Riley. I don't like when I'm talking to myself. I don't so like when I'm talking to myself. The personality of the dog you love. No, I refuse. From from a role playing point, I think it's better when the animal companion is always the personality is some is another player. I always have thought that. Should have got Jason in here. Have Jason play the <laughs> Yeah, because you don't actually want them to just be another version of you or that you control or something. Like you don't want that. Like, yes, yeah, so I, I do uh, think that it's think always better somebody then. else. Let me think about this for a second then. Um Alright, so so Riley uh talks in its wolf speak. Although, you know, it is still an animal. So it doesn't have the highest intelligence, but you can communicate with it. And it goes on to talk to Kalkek. And Kalkek, of course, can not just talk to Riley. In fact, if he, if you're not careful, he can dominate Riley and take him over because that's what he does. But they have a little conversation and Riley explains how you were saved and, and, and sort of quickly gets to the heart of everything and although Kalkak totally doesn't trust any of you it seems to trust Riley more than any of you in fact Riley probably is the only thing here saving your ass because as this is happening Otteron is going through in his brain thinking yeah we probably won't be able to kill this thing <laughs> it's like it's, it's like you're thinking about like hmm, it's got blink on there's a reason i attacks. cast spiritual weapon because it does force damage <laughs> yeah. which overcomes blink it's the only thing <laughs> but it, there's other things on top of that he has and it's like it's oh so yeah he's terrifying yeah it's so hard to damage him um Whatever, yeah. we win. i don't know if you would He's, no, he's I don't know if we would either. Alhara thinks they would. Oh, yeah. He's level 7 with amazing resistances. Uh, I don't know if you would. Um, 
Oh, probably not, but Alhara's convinced. (laughs) After all that, Kalakuk looks at you and says to Darius and Hap, seems to just just trust you two, doesn't like Acheron, doesn't like Alhara at all. Hey! Well, Acheron has his dagger up, and Alhara is not talking. At least Darius. I did talk, and then I shut up. Yeah, because you didn't say anything useful. And you're waving a stick in his face Thanks. the whole time. Yeah, yeah he's like... I'm defending myself against a yeah, scary he, creature. No, it's upset because he thinks you're going to throw it, and he wants to go get it, but you're, you're toying with him. You didn't How throw it. How dare you? <laughs> what? Do you want to play fetch? Hey, you were right next to me and stepped in my face. The giant yeah. super yeah. evil creature nowhere. wants to play fetch. All right, I want to hear what Steve's got to say, because this is interesting. That was a joke. That was a joke. Maybe. Um, he says... I believe that you aren't here to capture me, but this is my place. These are my caves. These are my woods. You can stay here, but if I see anyone, anyone from the menagerie, I will kill all of you. And when he says all of you, he doesn't mean you. He means everyone. Oh, we get it. Yeah. In the circus. And that's it. That's all he says. What do you say? We did let someone else leave the menagerie to be with us. So we do not want you to think that they are coming in after you. Should we send them away? We don't want you to have to kill anyone. I'll be watching at night. I'll be watching when you're not aware. And with that, he turns invisible. Creeping. And you can still hear his voice echoing throughout the chamber. I will always be watching. Leave now. Well, that went well. Bye. Bye, Calcut. (laughs) Ataran stops concentrating and starts walking. So you're not dead and he disappeared. So you have no idea where he is. And yeah, you think you have a truce. I guess we're going to find out. Well, that could have gone a lot worse. You did so well, buddy. Thank you so much. I need a Scooby-Doo. He's like, I love you guys. (laughs) That's it. You have to do it, Darius. Darius, you're going to... I mean, Rob, Rob, you're going to be... You're going to be Riley. Rap, I love Mm -hmm. you. There you go. Perfect. Let's not make him stupid, please. (laughs) Go kick. Go kick. Okay, Mm. one, low intelligence. Two, he's a dog. Raggy. No, none of that. Uh, Come on. Just... It is. It is right. silly. It Are is we silly. heading back to the circus proper? We should build some sort of barrier so no one goes into the woods at all. Well, no. <laughs> sorry, I need an answer to my question because otherwise I have to make you track your healing from me. Well, well, I take one more round just, of it. Yeah, you yeah. guys can just heal back up to whatever the fall was. It's been a couple of rounds. Like that talk was okay. multiple rounds. So, so that's Atron would have taken two more points of damage. Damage. Yeah, spirit, spirit link. Oh, okay. And um, Alhara uh, still Alhara, damaged. I did my last round of healing and spirit link. All right. So the rest would be spirit linked away to you. Um. Let's see. Goes to. It's like two points forever. Yeah, until uh, you're fully healed. So. Okay. Uh. Well, after that, I am still down thirteen hit points. Yeah. So, so as we come out and moving, Atron would say. 
I have very little in the way of healing resources, and I'm going to continue taking the cuts from Alhara. Can can we fix this up, please? What if you... I don't, I don't know if I trust it, but have we tried calling on the power that came from the Tower of Aroden? Um, I would rather save that for an emergency, if we can be bandaged or something. I will How bandage about one you. of the, like, 18 wands we picked up? Uh, I've used the two greatest ones already on your brother. Yes, please, uh, let me heal you, and, you know, we can go back to the circus and do this, rather than outside this monster cave. Yes, please. Yeah, let's, uh, let's move, let's just move on back to the circus proper. Riley was the MVP. He did such a good job. So, they're back at the circus and gonna heal up. And Kalakak said, "This is my land. You go home and don't come near me, or I kill you." And I'm going invisible. Bye bye. And that's all you know. So, maybe you're at peace with him, or maybe you'll wake up and the Featherfall Five will be the Featherfall Two. I guess we're gonna find out. That's reassuring. What you gonna do? Well, what time of day is it? Isn't it, like, still early? Like, I don't think we've done much. No, you had dinner, remember? You guys went and had stew and all that other fun food for dinner. It's, like, yeah, it's like it's 7 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, I seven thought we started this on, like, the next day. No, no. it was oh, the evening okay. after no, no, dinner. No, 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 I mean, no. I want to gather everyone around and tell them about this this creature and the whole story about being from the menagerie and do not go into the woods Stay out. We might even want to build, maybe eventually, once we're ready. Yeah, can someone build a, a barrier or something? A barrier. Not not to, not necessarily to keep it trapped, but more like to make sure no one wanders off. Okay, so you get everyone together and you start that. But the professor mm-hmm. comes up to you and says, Well, that's all fine and good, but we were specifically hired to clear out these woods of all dangers. So I presume we're not going to be able to stay here as I guarantee they're going to check it out with guards. It was a victim. It's hiding from Madame Dusklight. Hmm. Well, let me think about what to do. We can't kill it. No. It is. It would be cruel to do so unless it takes aggressive action toward us, which it did not. Well. When we spoke to it. I'll say, at least for now, we'll all leave that area in the caves alone, and no one try to go over there. But you still need to clear out this area, as I'm sure they're going to check it to make sure that we did our part. If there's anything I know about the lieutenant, is that she is a by-the-book woman, and she's going to definitely come either in person or send her best people to make sure we upheld our end of the bargain. If we can garner oh, yeah, trust, that'd be good. The chief constable might wish to talk to Kelkek for perspective to understand. I don't know if that would go very well. We would have to garner more of its trust to see if we could, you know, persuade it to do to leave, or perhaps even to join us if it's mm. amenable. It doesn't seem like it's very keen on joining a circus. The professor looks at you and says, I I now remember all of this. Yes, the Grinning Goblin. I knew he was under drugs or under a spell of some sort. I thought that was just to 
keep him at, at ease and keep him appeased. I didn't realize that he was actually a Barghist, let alone a greater Barghist. That is oh, so like her to keep something so incredibly dangerous in the circus without letting anyone know. I presume it was always sedated and kept in its goblin form the whole time. I do warn you that greater bar guests are chaotic evil and are completely un completely uncontrollable in their actions. I have no idea what will become of this thing. One day it might be completely at peace and the next day it might come and slay all of us. I would say for now that we just set up some simple traps or other small items in this area just to give us an alarm if it comes near us, although I do know it can teleport at will and become invisible, so if it wants to come and kill us all, it probably won't have any trouble. Mm, this is a precarious position you put us in, Darius. I'm not sure what to do and how if to we get attacked out of this. It, if we attacked it and failed, it would definitely have come for everyone. This gives us some time. Perhaps we can appease it in some way. We're convinced it to leave. If we have to defeat it, we will do so when we have to. Ooh, I have an idea. I know of a really nice tower it could probably occupy. Mm. This thing is filled with rage and hate on everything that has to do with circuses and its existence within the Celestial Menagerie for countless years. It's going to be very, very hard to reason with. I say for now, all we do is find some meat, our best cuts, and leave it near the cave entrance. Maybe we could appease it by feeding it from the meantime. Yes, we should. That's what I was going to suggest. I'm glad you think so, too. That's what I, that's what I told now you. Now I just say we keep constant watches and everyone be aware of it. And we put up not so much traps, but small alerts bells, little snares, little things that will let us know if it tries to wander through our camp through its invisible if it tries to wander through our camp while it's invisible. I say that if that does happen to alert Darius and Alhara and Happen Ataron, but do not engage with it. Do not try to attack it. You will have no chance whatsoever against this creature. Just let us know if you're aware of it. And the rest of the circus is... They, they by the way, are, are horrified and don't want to have anything to do with this. And and uh, everyone is starting to argue and yell. And they're they're wondering if this is such a good idea, if they should even be in Escadar. It's like, first got to clear out this area. And now they got a greater Bargus living next to them, who is from the Celestial Menagerie. This is, this is turning out to not be what they expected at all. They just want to put on a show. That's it. That's all they want to do. Uh, I'm just going to push Darius to the front of the group. Get up there, big brother. Everybody needs you right we, now. I promise you, we've we've done it before and we'll do it again. Any Anyone that threatens a circus threatens... It's a, we're a family. Anyone who threatens my family gets dealt with harshly. We bought some time with that creature. It was not just some random monster wolf, a large wolf. There was one of those. We killed it. This creature was from the menagerie. He was a victim. It was a victim of Madame Dusklight's torture. 
Alhara just stands behind Darius with two thumbs up and a big goofy grin. <laughs> we will deal with it. We will try and reason with it. If it cannot be reasoned with, we will do our best I'm to put gonna, it down. I'm going to elbow you in the back real quick. It's probably watching us. But this creature deserves its freedom, like we did when we left the circus. We will give it food. We will show it that we mean it no harm. We will make sure that it has no reason to harm anyone. We will not attempt to harm it. We will give it its space and give it the respect a former traumatized victim of Madame Dusklight deserves. But know this, in general, anyone who harms any of you will be dealt with. Respect has to go both ways. Correct. Okay, well, they seem to be... Uh, everyone seems to be a little bit calmer, and the professor just goes over to the entranceway. Nobody goes down this path. And looks at you four and says, you're going to have to go and get fresh water and yes. other items from the forest. So you're the only ones until we can figure out a long-term solution are allowed to go into the forest, you four. The rest of you all stay clear. Everyone, Everyone's agreeing. In fact, everyone's well, like, no problem, because they don't want to go anywhere near the forest now. Well, we have healed up by now. You're just talking. It's been five minutes, so you tell me now. Probably not. Okay. If you want to actually do heals, you can do some heals. Yeah, so. I can do that now. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Technically, Otteron was urging and rushing for that to happen because they were slowly okay. getting hurt. Okay. You took eight hit points. You're fine. No, I would have taken more. I oh, you can't dispel you took the more? Spell? The problem was mm -hmm. we rushed that last part. So whatever Alhara didn't get healed by the fast healing, yeah. Otteron took. Eight points. You were only eight down? Eight, yeah. After all the fast healing, I was only eight down. Okay, so I'm at 32. That's why everyone was like, you're fine. Because it's eight points. But if we have to give you healing before the speech, then take 2d8 every 10 minutes. I can do that with assurance. Okay. In character, that would have been ow, ow, ow. Can we? Right. <laughs> which is why I was encouraging it. It's you your spell. It, you didn't have to cast it. And let's be honest. Otteron would honestly just stand there and be like, hmm. Mm. Every now and then. No, that's literally why I brought it up twice. All right, well, we can move on. All right, all right. It's okay. You're, everyone's healed up. We're all healed. We'll say you just spend a little time healing up, talking to everyone. Everyone has the plan. No one goes into the woods. Live and let live. The professor is going to try to figure out some long-term solution. Maybe get some meats put it near there, set up little alarms, and everyone knows to talk to you for if they see some gigantic thing appear and start ripping people in half and eating them. That's the plan. How's that sound? Sounds good. Makes sense. So everyone can be healed up. It's dinner time. You got a little campfire going. You can continue. The, the professor does say you should continue. Maybe go down the other path this time and see if they could, or at least stay away from the cave. If you're going to go down this north path, then just stay away from the cave. You also found a whole bunch of things if you want to look at them, too. It's up to you, whatever you want to do. Oh, that's a good idea. 
So I'm at 54 because I still have six temporary hit points because the spirit lick doesn't deduct from those. Um, I'll take, you know, more time just to heal up the fall, which will like maybe 20, 30 minutes. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. We will return to the forest tomorrow. Yes. Atron's going to find a little spot, not near a big group of people, maybe a bit ways from the fire and chat up Chilagosh about what they just experienced and some of the new magic they haven't used yet and regain a focus point. Hey, if Darius is just handing out healing, you can go ahead and, you know, slide some of that over here if you want. Yep, take 2d8. Isn't this the part where we hand wave it and don't worry about it? Yeah, we don't worry yeah. about it. Oh, look at that. You're all healed up. So if you aren't aware of what's going on in the last week of Pathfinder, there's been a bit of a commotion is that on a channel called Taking 20, a very popular content creator who does about 95% 5e content and about 5% Pathfinder content, posted a video that said why I am quitting Pathfinder because of this issue. He also posted a fascinating response called Illusion of Choice Breaking It Down, his response to his Pathfinder video. When I'm recording this on Tuesday, December 22nd, this response video was just posted, and he goes through explaining in more detail why he's quitting Pathfinder 2nd Edition. And it basically comes down to math. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it comes down to what he calls the illusion of choice, where he feels that all the classes feel exactly the same. That no matter what feats you take, no matter what class you take, no matter what spells you take, and everything else, that all the game feels the same in combat. Now, specifically, he's talking about combat. And in his response video, he actually goes through the numbers showing why that's true. And here's the thing. Cody is not wrong. In fact, he is probably very much correct. Now, I'm going to explain why he's correct, how to fix it, and how I fixed this exact same problem 20 years ago. So let's discuss the main issue, which is that all builds in Pathfinder 2 tend to end up being in the same place. That the only way to have fun in Pathfinder 2 is to min-max your character for combat, and that Pathfinder 2 is primarily combat-focused. So, yeah, there's a lot there. Now, a lot of people have put up videos and responses, and they mostly talked about the role-playing aspect of how they need to play their characters different and how to GM different. And I, myself, even posted something on Reddit to this very topic. But then in his clarification video, he goes on to explain that, no, he was actually talking more about the math that the combat math is very, very tight. And the problem with that is that it doesn't make you feel much more powerful, and that even if you min-max your character as strong and as much as possible, that at higher levels you feel pretty much the same at lower levels. This is actually probably not incorrect, but there are ways around this, and I'm gonna give my experience as to how I address this myself. Because I had this very problem 
20 years ago when I was playing D&D 3.5 and my Age of Worms campaign. So I'm going to explain why this is and how to fix it. Well, first of all, let's go back in time. Let's go way back in time to when I started to play Dungeons and & Dragons, and that is first edition. And I mean really first edition. We're talking about basic. We don't even have advanced Dungeons & Dragons back then. We just have the very basic Dungeons & Dragons. And holy crap, that is the most unbalanced game in the history of games. That game was nuts. Uh, if you used a chest analogy, it would be like, okay, well, you're the fighter, so you get eight rooks, and you are the paladin, and you get eight bishops and three rooks, and you are the wizard, and you get four pawns, and that's it. And then, okay, everyone play chess against each other and see who wins. It was ridiculously unbalanced. But making an unbalanced game is really fun because you can do crazy stuff. The other thing about first edition is that it was a meat grinder. You would die. And I don't mean once in a while. I don't even mean all of the time. I just meant you died. This game made Call of Cthulhu look like Candyland. That game is beyond unfair. In fact, if you take a look at Tomb of Horrors, in the appendix, it gives you characters to play with. You were not expected to have one PC. They were like, okay, here's the party of 16 to 20 PCs to use through Tomb of Horrors. Each person was expected to play five or six PCs at a time because they were going to die. And probably all 20 of them were going to die. It was the definition of meat grinder. It was completely unbalanced. And we loved it. We loved it. We didn't know any better. Who knew that you can actually make the balanced games? But as time went on and we started to see other forms of entertainment like video games and other role-playing games that followed, we started to see balance. So there was a huge breakthrough and that was Dungeons & Dragons 2.0. Now 2.0 had Thacko and had a lot of problems, but that was the first step in the right direction and they started to create, wow, a balanced game. A game where the PCs actually had a chance, not only just if they had a chance, if they built their characters right and min-maxed them to death, they can dominate. They can do really, really well. And in fact, I love second edition as a video game. I have played thousands of hours of Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition as a video game. I actually haven't played it that much as a role-playing game itself, but it works great as a video game. So now let's go to Dungeons & Dragons 3rd Edition. Now 3rd Edition actually had balance. The first time ever that there was true balance to the game, but it was still very unwieldy the way skills worked and other aspects, so they updated it with 3.5. Now 3.5 a lot of people agree is the sweet spot. That is the spot where the game really had a good amount of balance and your characters felt more powerful and stronger as they leveled up. The math in 3.5 is designed so that if you have a base, we're just going to say like a base plus 5 to hit at level 1, when you get to level 10, 
that's now like a base plus eight to hit. You're going to hit 15% more of the time, no matter what. Just by leveling up, you are going to hit more often. But then when you're like level 20, it's like a base plus 15 to hit. It's a logarithmic scale where everything gets more powerful, the PCs get more and more powerful, stronger all the time, and you feel it. Even if you built a semi-broken PC in 3.5 and you managed to level them up, they would be okay because the math allowed you to get stronger. Now, as many of you know, Pathfinder 1st Edition and 3.5 are very similar. Pathfinder 1st Edition tightened up the math and made it not as crazy, but it was still in there. You still had the base logarithmic math of Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 in Pathfinder 1st Edition. Now let's go to D&D 4th Edition. Now 4th Edition, I played a lot of 4th Edition. I played 4th Edition from level 1 all the way to level 20. I played an entire campaign. I played the crap out of 4th Edition. I actually liked 4th Edition because it did a lot of things right. It also did a lot of things wrong. And I remember the number one complaint, and I had this complaint too, is that 4th Edition, everything felt the same. Because everything was the same. Everyone had the same types of abilities, or if you remember, you had like your dailies and you had your encounter abilities and all those abilities and all they did was rename them and reskin them depending upon your character class so that really did feel the same the other thing about fourth edition is that the math was very very tight to the sense that if you had a plus five to hit at level one you also had a plus five to hit at level 10 and then had a plus five to hit at level 20 I'm actually exaggerating. You got a little bit more powerful as you leveled up, but it was so minute and so small that you didn't really see a difference. And because every single character had the same type of abilities and same type of attacks, it felt almost more like a card game than a role-playing game. In fact, 4th edition was mostly criticized as a fantastic game when it came to miniatures combat, but it was an atrocious role-playing game. Terrible. Now, it looks like Cody is kind of taking the 4th edition analogy and tying into the Pathfinder 2nd edition. And in some ways, he's correct. He's correct in thinking that the math is much tighter in 2nd edition. It actually is. The math is very tight in 2nd edition. To the point that, are you that much more powerful at 10th level than you are at 1st level? And the answer is, not really. The math is so tight that you really have to figure out how to play your character. And more importantly, and this is the secret, you have to figure out how to play with a group. Now, we actually encountered this ourselves on this very podcast when we were first playing 2nd Edition. If you listen to the Fall of Plaguestone podcast, I discussed this in detail throughout the podcast. This was the first time we ever played second edition and we were all taken aback about, well, how hard the game is if you are playing by yourself. Everyone at first and second level of that podcast was pretty much on their own. They were all trying to do their own attacks and their own abilities. But something that Pathfinder second edition added, whether you realize it or not, is a huge amount of teamwork. There's a lot of teamwork in second edition 
And if you don't take advantage of the teamwork and working together, you will probably die. Once you start to take advantage of teamwork and the abilities that your class gives you, you will start to do much better as a party. Now this was a specific design decision that the developers at Paizo decided upon, that you are stronger as a party than you are by yourself. The casters have a lot of spells which will help out other people, but not themselves during combat. The monk can stun monsters and mess them up in all these unique ways, but it doesn't really help out the monk directly on their turn, and so on and so on. There are all these abilities that are built into the classes where you really have to work together. And if you don't coordinate, you will probably have a bad experience in Pathfinder 2nd Edition. If you are all playing solo and you are trying to min-max, you might have an experience similar to what Cody's players experienced. Now, I have no idea what happened at that table. I know nothing about that table, but I saw it at my table. And again, you can see this happen and how they fixed it if you listen to that podcast. At level 1 and level 2, they are getting their asses kicked left and right. And then they slowly figure out, wait a second, let's start helping each other out. And then by third level, they're doing really well. They're helping out each other. They're casting spells and using abilities that will make the attacks easier for each other. And it really worked out well. And then at fourth level, they were powerhouses. They were doing great. And that's just at fourth level because they found the secret to the sauce. And that is... The math is very flat if you go solo, but if you help out each other, you can get advantages out the wazoo and suddenly it gets a lot easier to attack monsters, it gets a lot easier to damage them and to incapacitate them. And that, at least in my opinion, is the secret of what makes Pathfinder 2nd Edition a lot of fun. Now, how do you take care of this in your game? Well. I wouldn't keep this a secret. I would definitely not keep this a secret to your players. Don't let them figure this out. You should really talk to them. If you are trying to make a new game, a Pathfinder, and you say, hey, look, I'm warning you, this game does not play like a video game where you get more and more powerful. This strangely plays very much like an MMO where everyone is kind of a support class. Yeah, you're DPS but you're also support, and you're a healer, and you're support. Or maybe you're a spellcaster, and support. Everyone has to have some ability to support each other, and if you do that in combat, you will have a much better time with the game. Now, I'm not going to argue numbers, because if you sit there and actually do the numbers and figure out the math, I am going to agree that the math is really tight. As someone who has been doing nothing but looking at monsters for almost a year now as we're doing the RPG Superstar and I'm looking at math and figuring out what attacks are and where the sweet spots are and how much damage everything can be done, the math is tight. And the math being tight can lead to boredom, especially if you feel that 
I'm making my character as powerful as possible, and yet I seem to be doing no better at level 10 than I was at level 1. And that is a completely valid argument. Now, if you decide, you know what? I don't want to do that. I want to be solo. I want to kick ass. Well, there is a way to solve that. And I don't think a lot of people are going to like it, but that's just the way it works, is that you should probably make your characters one level higher than is recommended inside the dungeon. I find that that works wonders for this game. That suddenly you feel that little bit extra power. If you're, quote, supposed to be level four and instead you make your characters level five, that will work out really, really well. Your characters will be much stronger. They'll have abilities that are probably a level higher than expected for the monsters you're fighting because a lot of the monsters follow the same rules that the Pathfinder characters follow as well. There's also another way to handle this, and I'm going to give you the way I do it. The way I do it is not for everyone, but I'm going to bring it out there because I find, in my personal experience, this is the best way to handle it. And that is, you have to make sure that there is conflict in your gaming, and that it is interesting conflict. Now, I probably mentioned this about a trillion times in past recordings, but basically, conflict is the core essence of all storytelling in all forms of media everywhere. No conflict, no story, no game, no fun. Period. It's so important, I'm going to say it again. No conflict, no story, no game, no fun. Now, I can actually prove this to you. I want you to boot up a first-person shooter. Not a puzzle game or Minecraft, because that's a whole other topic that I can get into, but a game where conflict is the point of the game, such as a first-person shooter. Now, I want you to go into God Mode. Now, I want you to play that game from beginning to end. That's right, all 10, 12, 20 hours of that game in God Mode. See how much fun you have. The answer is, the game will suck. There's no challenge. There's no conflict. It's boring as hell. You will probably give up after 20-30 minutes. Yeah, you can do some cool things and you can look around the level and try out stuff you've never done before, but that will get boring fast, and then before you know it, you're never ever want to do that ever again. God Mode is actually only in there, mostly for testers and modders and people trying out new things. God Mode is not meant to be a way to play a game. So, back to the role-playing game. You have conflict that shows up in two places. You have story conflict and combat. Now, combat is literally the definition of conflict. And how it works in a role-playing game is that as you level up, you get new abilities, and supposedly the game changes, and supposedly the math changes. And that should really keep you entertained as the challenge and the conflict changes. So for example, when you're level 10, you have oh so many cool abilities and spells and special abilities and weapons and all that fun stuff that you can now do that makes it more interesting than when you're level 1. That is how it is supposed to work. In fact, MMOs figured this out a long, long time ago. There is a reason why they keep changing the meta in World of Warcraft that every year or so 
they completely redo every single character class over and over again because you will get bored if you continuously play the same character over and over again and you're raiding over and over again you will be bored out of your mind you will play the game you'll master the character you'll feel like nothing will challenge you and you will stop playing but if they change it and you're like oh i have to relearn my character and re min max it and do all this fun stuff suddenly it's a completely different game now obviously in the world of pathfinder you can play different types of characters and spellcasters are obviously very different than a melee-based character or a rogue-based character. They have completely different abilities. And that's how it works in role-playing games. The other way it works in role-playing games is that they publish supplements that give you new feats, new abilities, new ways to play the game. So that, hey, I only like to play a monk, but I've played every type of monk there is. Oh, there's a new supplement out with all these new monk abilities. Let me try those out because those are new. Now, I will agree, if the math is too tight in a system, it will start making it feel like every single monk ability is exactly the same. I will argue that the math in Pathfinder 2nd Edition is not that tight. There is a big difference between the monks in this game. I have seen multiple monks, I have seen multiple fighters, multiple rogues, and so forth, and they all have played quite differently. That is one of the strengths of Pathfinder 2nd Edition, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Let's go back to what I was saying, is that how do you fix this issue if you have min-maxers and power gamers who only want to play the game to the max? Well, this happened to me 20 years ago. Age of Worms. Everyone was playing the most souped-up, maxed-out character you could ever imagine. Chris's monk was nigh undefeatable. Nothing could get through Iron Fist. His character was the man with the golden arm. Nothing, and I mean nothing, could defeat his character. And it was really getting boring. But we noticed something. What we noticed is that you can have something called cohorts or followers in 3.5. It was a feat where you basically got another character. And this character had to be two character classes below yours. So, for example, if you were level 5, the character had to be level 3. If you were level 10, they had to be level 8, and so forth. So in that game, they had two cohorts. They had Moonshadow, who was a female ranger, and they had Norris Neverhit, who was a dwarf rogue. And one of the rules I had is that I would make the followers and then they could find them in the town and then hire them. And one thing I used to do is I used to make the followers really broken. I used to make them not min-maxed. I used to make them like really good in some places, but oh my god, they were really broken. And as overall characters, you would never ever want to play them as PCs. But something happened. As we started to play, we noticed over and over again that, especially during combat, that Norris Neverhit, who was named Norris Neverhit because supposedly he was such a dexterous rogue that he would never be hit, was exactly the opposite. He never ever hit the monsters. So that became a running joke. And Moonshadow, same thing. She always had issues whenever it came to casting spells or doing anything magical as a ranger. 
and suddenly these characters were the most interesting characters in the party. The four PCs who were superpower charged out of control, who can do no wrong and defeat every monster, they were boring. The two cohorts that were totally broken and not optimized, they were amazing. They were so much fun. And suddenly we realized, you know what? This is more fun. It's way more fun to play broken characters. It's way more fun to play characters with flaws. It's way more fun not to min-max and to actually try to play characters that are not optimized. And then suddenly they started to do that. They specifically started to make characters that are broken. And I have to say in the Agents of Edgewatch podcast, many of those characters have flaws. They purposely took flaws for their characters and did not take the benefits. They just literally made their characters weaker for fun. Now, I as the GM have to realize that because of this, the math will be messed up. So I continuously reward them for doing this. I continuously make the monsters not quite maybe be as efficient or maybe have flaws of their own. Maybe they're fascinated by one of the characters or they only attack a specific way or, well, you kind of get the gist. I find playing flawed PCs is way, way more fun than playing optimized PCs. And after doing this for 20 years and seeing hundreds of PCs go through my table door, I have to say that that is, in my mind, the secret to having a fun table. And that's the beauty of this system, is it doesn't really matter what the math is. If you have a tight system like 4th edition or Pathfinder 2nd, or if you have a really loose edition like 1st or 2nd edition, God forbid you played one of those for real, that's okay. As long as you have a GM who realizes this and realizes that they're trying to challenge themselves, don't play the killer GM. Try to make the game more challenging and make it more like a puzzle. We were just discussing this because they almost went overboard in Agents of Edgewatch. They made their characters so non-optimized that they actually are having some problems in combat because the math is so tight. And I discussed this with them and they said to me, you know what, Steve? Combat should be a puzzle. It shouldn't just be rolling numbers. We should figure out ways to beat the monsters using non-traditional ways and work together. And I have taken that to heart. If those of you listening to the podcast, you will start seeing that more and more often in the game. Where it's not just, oh, let's beat the character by pummeling them to death. No, the character might have a weakness. Very similar to how it works in World of Warcraft when you're fighting bosses. That if you just try to straight out DPS a boss in World of Warcraft, you will die. Instead, you have to learn the patterns, learn the tricks, learn how to defeat that boss in combat. And that is how I, at least, am playing Pathfinder 2nd Edition and countering the flat math inside of it. Now, if you're decided, you know what, I, I don't want to deal with any of that. I just want to play a game where all the math just makes my character more powerful. I want to play solo. I don't want to have to figure out how to coordinate with the rest of the party to make my character stronger. Then you know what? Pathfinder 2nd Edition might not be for you. Because for better or for worse, the game is very tight and requires 
you to carefully consider how your characters are built when it comes to combat. But when it comes to role-playing, oh boy. The role-playing in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, this is some of the strongest role-playing I've ever seen. In fact, to those of you listening to the Three Ring Adventure podcast, you're going to be in for a treat. It's not for a little bit while, but there's a time where we spend something like six weeks role-playing. That's it. In fact, I don't even know we've rolled any dice. We even talk about it in the podcast where we're just having so much fun role-playing our characters and doing goofy stuff that we completely forget about the main adventure, kind of. There is a lot of fun things you can do with your character concepts in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and the feats lend themselves to those character concepts. You saw that a lot if you listened to any of the Black Lodge podcasts. Those characters were really colorful, and almost all the role-playing attributes came from the actual character builds themselves, their feats and abilities. So I'm going to say right here and right now that Pathfinder 2nd Edition is what you make of it. The math is what it is. It's a tight system. It requires you to work together. And if you decided you want to play solo, well, maybe this is the wrong system for you. I'll say that right now. But here's the thing. No one's forcing you to do anything. There's an issue that John Stats says all the time. He hates, hates the way healing works in role-playing games. I don't mean in Pathfinder. I mean in all role-playing games. He hates the fact that you have to roll a die and that you can get... You know, for a minor healing potion, you can get a 1d8, and you can get a 1, or you can get an 8. And he thinks that is incredibly stupid. But you know what? Whenever I bring this up to Paizo or anyone else, they all say the same thing. And they say, you know what? This is your game. You can just say, hey, every single time you take one of those potions, you get 5 hit points back. And that's it. Or 8 hit points back. Or 100 hit points back. It's your game. Do whatever you want. I do this all the time. I change the monsters. I give them more hit points. I give them less hit points. I change their AC in the middle of combat to make it more fun for the characters. I change their abilities. Because you know what? In the end, this is a game. And all we're trying to do is have fun. And if your characters aren't having fun, then either change the game or change the system. So with that, I will say I agree with Cody is that if he's not having fun with the system and doesn't want to change it, then stop playing it. And I completely agree with what he has to say. But for me, I love the game. I love the system. I love the lore. I love the feats and abilities and items. And I just love Pathfinder 2nd Edition. I think it's great. I love the adventure paths and we're not going anywhere. So that was long. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know. I'd be happy to discuss what you think of this all. And believe it or not, I actually had a longer version of this that went on for more than an hour. And this is the short version. But I will probably talk about this in other ways over the next couple of weeks and try to clarify some of these statements in more detail. Hopefully you got something out of this and hopefully you can use this in your game at home. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. 
Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com. You've been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to attack the darkness. Darkness.